Hello and welcome to the It Takes One Step podcast where it's all about helping you take the steps towards your dream life. Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of the It Takes One Step podcast. I hope you're all well, I hope you've all had a good week. I know that we've mostly been at home self-isolating. I don't want to talk too much about COVID-19 just because everyone can hear about it and establish the facts through what the government and through what our Prime Minister is telling us. I wanted to produce my monthly podcast for you all. I hope that it helps take your mind away from what is currently going on in the external world and helps you to work on some of your personal development while you are cooped up at home. It's an opportunity to really take a step back, to stay at home, keep everybody else safe, and to work on yourself in internally as well as externally. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about a plethora of different things. And I had a whole list that I had drafted up of all these different topics that I had strategically placed throughout the year. When I came to review that list today, I just felt so uninspired. I felt like I just couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do this. It's just like a waste of my time. No one's going to listen. I'm rubbish. I can't even think of anything to talk about on my podcast. I just feel so uninspired. And someone's just going to turn around and just find out that I'm an absolute stupid person. And I was a bit like, oh, hold on a minute. What am I thinking? The feedback that I got from my first podcast was so amazing. I put so much work into it. I did so much research into it. Why are you suddenly thinking like this? And then I realized that the way that I was thinking is what is known within the personal development development world as imposter syndrome. I personally don't use that as a kind of label for myself. However, the way that I was thinking in that moment was imposter syndrome. It's thinking that somebody's going to knock on my door and expose me to the whole world that what I'm talking about is completely made up or just completely not right and I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I realized that actually let me talk about imposter syndrome today seeing as it's something that I'm experiencing right now. So I'm talking to you from a quite vulnerable place at the moment in the sense where I feel like quite, what's the word? Fearful. I feel quite anxious about putting this out there. God knows why. I have done years worth of personal development, working on myself and for now to be kind of holding myself back. And it's so fascinating to see how my brain works. Imposter syndrome stems from the way that our brains are wired and our brains are wired to prevent us from stepping into the unknown. And this comes from way back when in the early days of humanity and we needed that fear to protect us from what was out there in the outer world. We're not under those same types of threats. However, our brain views anything that takes us out of our comfort zone as a threat, which is why imposter syndrome takes place because it likes to keep you safe. Your brain likes to keep you comfortable. So now that you know that about the brain, kind of explains as to why when you want to try something new you feel fear. So 
overcoming this ingrained part of basic human instinct is what we're going to talk about today because it can be a challenge and imposter syndrome and I'm speaking from experience here can have detrimental effects to your life whether that's making you feel like you really can't achieve what you want in your personal your career or your business and it can really hold you back in a way that becomes self-sabotage. Imposter syndrome is a term that gets battered around quite loosely and quite often. I hear it being said, you know, oh, I've got a sense of imposter syndrome at the moment, or, oh, that's my imposter syndrome kicking in, as a way to describe the feeling of self-doubt and anxiety. And I especially hear it from my female clients, although 70% of the population have said that they do suffer from imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is feeling as though you're a fraud and that it's just pure luck that you've gotten to where you are today and that you don't really deserve what you have achieved. It can show up in many different ways, be it perfectionism, overworking, struggling to take any criticism. You find yourself always comparing yourself to others, whether that's somebody that you physically know in real life or others that you see on social media or someone that's even in the same field as you through social media or through viewing their website online. So the definition of imposter syndrome that I really liked was a pattern of behaviour where you doubt your accomplishments and you have persistent, often internalising fear that you're about to be exposed as a fraud. You feel like someone is about to tap you on the shoulder and tell you that you are a fraud, that you're fake, and that they're going to announce it to the whole world and basically bring you down from the amazing work that you have worked so hard to achieve. I'm going to talk just for a moment about labelling yourself as having imposter syndrome because sometimes we can use it unknowingly as an excuse or as a way to just kind of push something to the side that you don't feel comfortable with. And for the sake of your own personal development and for the sake of getting to where you want to be, I ask you to just drop the label of imposter syndrome. Using the label of imposter syndrome isn't something that I would necessarily use in my kind of day-to-day life. It's just my way of thinking. And I feel like if I were to start thinking, oh, that's imposter syndrome, I wouldn't think of ways to go around it. So at the moment, I have certain thoughts around being perfect in the work I do, you know, always comparing myself. However, I correct myself in my own way. And and these are the steps that I'm going to talk you through today. For the sake of this podcast, I am going to continue to call it imposter syndrome to address the points that I have around it. So don't think I'm being hypocritical. I'm just using the words imposter syndrome to get across some of the points that I have. And that is obviously the main source of our topic today. To actually dissect and look into imposter syndrome is really fun. And when you do look into it, you notice within yourself the triggers that you may have and then ways of actually going about it. So I'm looking at this from somebody who's let this get the better of them and I've given up on a whole business because I felt so bad to somebody today right now who acknowledged it so much (laughs) that I wanted to write a podcast about it. And 
that's fine. You know, you're always going to have your ups and your downs when it comes to personal development. I'm going to talk you through some examples and hopefully you'll be able to relate or kind of think about it in relation to your life. So the biggest example that I have is when I became a makeup artist and becoming a makeup artist to me was something that was so high up on a pedestal that when I actually got there and was being paid to be a makeup artist, I just could not even comprehend that that was where my life was going. I was getting emails about clients, I was doing photo shoots and I was just doing what it was that I had wanted to do for a long time. I just did not feel like I belonged within that life. I just felt like somebody was going to come along and just say, oh my God, your work is so bad. You are just so rubbish. You need to stop. This was my kind of greatest fear. And people would give me compliments and I would just be like, oh, they just, they're just saying that because they feel like they need to say that because they're my friend or it's my sister or it's my mum. You know, I, I felt like they would just had to say that. Whereas the fact that I was actually getting clients, actually being paid to do people's makeup kind of didn't really cross my mind. I was just doing makeup and getting this constant anxiety from actually living the life that I wanted to live and had in fact made for myself. I wanted to be a makeup artist and I got to be a makeup artist. I was actually living the dream in a way. And I soon realized that I was outside of my comfort zone and I gave up. Starting my makeup business was actually well before I started my personal development work. And I now recognize the way that that I felt at the time as imposter syndrome. I didn't label it. I didn't have any idea what it was. I didn't even have any kind of tools that would necessarily help me. And nor did I look because I just wasn't aware. So I actually stopped doing makeup because I felt so awful every time I did makeup on somebody that it just didn't make it worth it. And obviously looking back, I feel sad because I invested a lot in that, a lot of time, a lot of money. And it was for a big period of my life, being a makeup artist was my dream. And I gave up on that dream that I had because of the fear that I felt within myself of being pushed out of my comfort zone and comparing myself to others within the industry and thinking that I wasn't good enough. I do still feel it sometimes. I feel fear and anxiety sometimes. Another example that I have is when I go shopping. So I personally really love designer handbags. I just think going to look at a beautiful designer handbag and dreaming of owning one of them is what I enjoy to do. I know it might sound sad to some people, but I'm very visual when I come to kind of things I want. So if I go to a shop and I think, oh my God, I want that, I am more likely to get that into fruition. That's my personal way of visualizing to manifest. But I digress. When I go into those shops, I sometimes feel like I shouldn't be there. And it's taken me a while to actually feel bougie enough to walk in there and think I deserve to be in here. I deserve to look around and I am worthy. And the way that that kind of came about was I just would feel like so awkward walking into those shops 
And only when I really stepped back and started doing the personal development and steps that I will talk through with you a bit later on, that I started to acknowledge and work towards achieving peace of mind when I would go into these shops and develop the self-assurance that I needed to know that I was 100% worthy of walking into those shops. Worthiness is something that a lot of us don't have. We don't feel worthy to own the things that we want to own or we don't feel worthy of achieving the things that we want to achieve or if we do start to achieve the things we think they happened by fluke and I'm just here to tell you that you are 110% worthy of everything that you want to achieve, are going to achieve and have achieved. You deserve it. You have most definitely not got there by pure luck. You have earned those stripes and don't be put off by the somewhat negative thoughts that sometimes run through your mind when you maybe see somebody who might be doing a bit better than you. When I would go into these shops and when I was on my personal development journey, I started to really think about how I was feeling when I was walking in and I started to pay attention to the thoughts that were coming to my mind and the feeling that they were creating in the pit of my stomach. And it was nervous. I felt quite uncomfortable, inadequate that I really didn't belong in them. And I was just thinking, oh my God, like it's just a shop that I'm walking into. These people don't own this shop. They just work in this shop. They, They can't make me feel a particular way. The only person that is making me feel like that is myself. Recently, I was having a conversation with somebody I met through a coaching seminar and she invited me to have a chat with her. She's developing a new coaching course. And when we were talking, I questioned her about, you know, what's given her the sudden urge because I'd noticed that she had been posting more on social media and really upped her game in terms of the content that she was creating. And she said to me that she'd first of all got herself a coach and came to the realisation that she was self-sabotaging through comparing herself to other coaches that were much more established within the industry and that it took a coach to tell her that she isn't at that level yet to get the ball rolling on her establishing her own coaching career. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, comparisons can literally be the thief of joy. When you're comparing your work, life or success to others who are maybe more successful than you right now because they've been in business for longer, you will find yourself lacking the motivation, lacking the confidence and full of fear that you can't compete with them and you shouldn't feel like you need to compete with them they are at a completely different stage to you you are at your stage within your business or your life so you need to ensure that you go through the journey just like they have they didn't start with thousands and thousands of followers or clients people signing up to their courses and they probably went through exactly the same motions as you did in terms of feeling the fear but they've just done it anyway and they really are building and taking the steps towards their dream life just like you are by avoiding comparison to others within your field. So I'm going to talk you through the steps that I would like you to take and I'm going to work the steps 
steps in into an example that I am going to share with you that I've been through with a client and that is around their business and upping their prices. So my client was reviewing the pricing of her service and she wanted to add about 20% onto the cost of her service. She had some very limiting thoughts around increasing her prices by that 20%. When I asked my client to acknowledge the thought and to tell me this thought, she said to me that I might not be affordable for some people and people with more money might think that I'm a fraud. So by telling me she acknowledged the thought and that is step one is when you get to a place where you start to feel inadequate or you find yourself feeling like you might be suffering from imposter syndrome. The first thing you need to do is acknowledge the thought around it. So my client acknowledged the thought that is if I up my prices by 20% some people might not be able to afford me. So now she's acknowledged the thought and she can say hello to it, hi, maybe have a little conversation with it. But it's important to say hello to the thought and to make it aware that you are paying attention, that you're not just going to let that thought come into your mind and put you off doing what you want to do. The next thing I want you to do is to name the feeling around the thought. So I I said to my client, can you tell me how you feel when you had this thought? And she really had thought about it and she came back to me and she said that she felt uncomfortable and inadequate. And obviously she is feeling like she is undeserved of taking this extra 20%. Not only will it price some of her customers or clients out, but she feels like people with more money have more knowledge. And so the advice and the service that she provides might not be as valuable to them. So she's really in a catch 21 in her mind that she shouldn't put her prices up because the people with more money are more intelligent. I then asked her to have a conversation internally, but to be really kind to herself. Have a discussion with that thought with your conscious mind and ask it why it might feel that way. And speak to that thought and speak to that voice as if it were a friend and really try to acknowledge and get to know it. See if there's any way that you can neutralize it. And that leads us on to our next step, which is create a neutral thought. So when it comes to neutral thoughts, it's as simple as adding a few words onto the end of your thought rather than pushing that thought away and pretending like it doesn't exist which is probably one of the worst things that you can do because you can push a thought away but it will come back whereas if you acknowledge it feel it and really try and understand it you can get to the root cause of really where it's coming from So with my client's thought, if she increases her prices by 20%, she might become unaffordable for some of her current clients or potential clients. And the people that can afford her might see her as a fraud. And that's okay. The simple addition of and can literally calm your mind the hell out. When you add the word and onto the end of your thoughts, it could literally change your perspective in an instant. It opens your mind to so many possibilities. I recently went to a conference and really learned about the addition of the word and into a sentence where most would say but to put the word and in a sentence. 
This concept really opened my eyes to how powerful that one word can be. So don't underestimate the power of the word and. If you have a thought that you want to change, find it, feel it, be kind to yourself and the thought and just tweak it. Tweak it to become more neutral by adding the word and and you will see a big change in the way that you feel. This now leads us on to the final step which is personally always one of my favourites and that is becoming who you want to be. Becoming the person that achieves everything that you set out for yourself and the person that you envision when you see yourself in your business for the next foreseeable future. Act like the person who has all of the achievements, all of the money, all of the friends that you possibly want. It's important that you do act like the person who has everything that you want and you will draw your future from your future if you do act in this way. So important and it's so easy by not doing this to self-sabotage yourself. Self-sabotage is a key element that runs in our lives. A lot of us self-sabotage sometimes without even knowing. I did it myself as I mentioned before with my makeup business. If I'd have kept going who knows where I would be today. However I now acknowledge that that wasn't necessarily the industry for me because I have now found my purpose which is to be a coach and help others build their dream lives. So when you do discover your purpose and who you want to be and what you want to act like make sure you implement it don't self-sabotage just pick up on those thoughts before they run away with you acknowledge them and run through the steps that we've gone through in this podcast i hope that this podcast did help you to identify what imposter syndrome is and give you techniques around working with it rather than against it because sometimes when you go against something it's not effective in the long run. If you work with it, acknowledge what it is that it's trying to tell you, you will get a lot further than just pushing it back or pushing it to the side. That's it from me for this episode of the It Takes One Step podcast. I hope you enjoyed this session and if you've got any feedback then please do let me know. It's always greatly appreciated. Good and bad criticism is welcome and I will speak to you next month. Take care.